Welcome back to Innocence Lost. This is episode four. My name is still John Rekia, and let's jump right into it. It's Monday, May 17th, a sunny and beautiful morning in Brooklyn. I just came back from watering our garden. The garden is, I wouldn't say it is thriving, but I wouldn't say it is dying either. I think we're at a healthy, healthy in-between. Some stuff is growing. Some stuff is a little stagnant. Um, I might need to shift watering routines a little bit coming forward, but we're in the early stages and things are going pretty well with it. So that's been my big hobby the last few weeks, gardening with my roommates. Yudesh has been the fence engineer um, to keep our neighbor's dog out of our garden. Um, One time we found a sock in the middle of it, and that's how we knew it was penetrated. So Yudesh got out there, did some tweaking, and we haven't had any issues since, so that's good. Um, Nick Stellan is also putting in some grunt work, doing some watering, helped me financially a little bit with it as well, which is nice. I did sink a good amount of capital into this garden, so I'm hoping for a fruitful harvest. Um, And yeah, and we also, uh, I think I alluded to it in one of the previous intros, but the garden is functioning as, similar to this show, just good therapy for me, a good thing to it's a good thing to just do and keep me busy when things aren't easy. Um, so it's been nice for that. And it's also a good excuse for content. Nick and I recorded episode one of The Garden podcast, um, which will be releasing two weeks from today, uh, which will be fun. So look out for that. So a good amount of gardening, less biking recently. Um, I've kind of put more of my focus into this podcast and gardening, and I've kind of fallen off the the workout grind recently, which is a little annoying. I don't know. I feel like I'm like anyone where things are great, and it's easy when you're doing it, and then you just take a little break, and then getting over that hump of going out and doing it again is like (laughs) seems insurmountable at the moment Um, but I hope to get back on the horse again soon and I hope to get my diet a little more dialed in in the next couple weeks as well I'm a big uh, manana manana person Um, oh yeah I'll start that I'll start that tomorrow I'll start that next week so I've kind of had it in my head. I kept kind of replaying to my friends over the weekend that we sleep in June. So starting in June, I'm going to bike more and eat healthier. I've been vetting recipes from my friends recently. So if you hear this and you have any good, low-carb, healthy recipes that are golden for you or if you have any advice for getting over the hump of working out why don't you send those along to me because <laughs> I could because I could use it um, but yeah other than the gardening and the not working out um, I am my good friend Paris came into town this weekend and we played spike ball in Prospect Park that was a ton of fun um, we just hung out a lot. We recorded an episode together. He's one of the biggest fans of the show, so he really got a kick out of coming on. And I think we had a, a very pleasant conversation. So that'll be coming out at some point later. Um, hung out with Paris, and we're going to the Smoky Mountains this week. 
um, just for like a little friend reunion. Um, my friends and I have been to the Smoky Mountains before, so this will be the second time. Um, we have a sick Airbnb with like a crazy view, hot tub, foosball table, the works. So we're going to go there, hang out, do some hiking, do some bonding. I might record something. Who knows? So that'll be fun. But other than that, all in all, I would say things have been going okay recently. Been pretty, uh, been keeping busy, which has been nice. May is just a hellaciously busy month for me, and it's kind of stressing me out a little bit. I kind of feel like I overbooked myself socially this month, and and I think it's causing me to, I don't know, break break routines, I guess, and uh, so I'm hoping to just get through the month, have fun, and then get back to the grind, I guess. I'm still looking for jobs as well. I had a couple interviews a couple weeks ago in Times Square, which was kind of fun. <laughs> I like put on a suit and went to Times Square and had lunch in like the middle of it and got chased around by the the weird dudes dressed as Elmo and Cookie Monster. If you haven't heard of those guys, they're just like a weird group of people who dress up as characters and like they're not the characters aren't they're all like pretty dated and all of their like costumes are really shitty <laughs> and you you catch them like half the time like with their masks off like ripping cigs um so it's not a, a whimsical sight by any means and they kind of just like chase you for pictures and they like force you to take pictures with them like so you give them money basically <laughs> so i kind of had fun just like watching them while i ate my lunch and prepared for my interview um so that was my biggest takeaway from the interview um the interview itself was not necessarily a scam but like kind of a scam <laughs> i got all the way there for like a screening which was weird that they wouldn't just do the screening like over the phone um, and then I had to go back again and I realized the job was just selling cell phones on the side of the road for commission. And I don't know if I'm going to sell, if I'm going to sell my soul to a corporation or do a job like that, I would like there to be a salary and some, uh, some perks, but I guess it was a good experience. I learned what's what warning signs to look for when going into a job interview. Um, but other than that, I haven't really had any interviews since then. So really just just looking for the right fit. It's, it's a little stressful. I've been looking for jobs for a while now. Um, and nothing super great has come yet. But that's just kind of how it goes. And I know you have to get... I know there's like a certain... Typically, there's a certain quota of no's you need to get before before you actually get a job. So I guess I haven't reached my quota yet. So we'll keep trying. I think you're all caught up. I think that's everything. The world's kind of crazy per usual. Um, there's a lot of question marks around the vaccine and the rule and like the openings and stuff. The CDC is saying you don't need to wear your masks, but you still do. The vaccines seem like they're effective, but not enough people are taking them. That's kind of a mess. Um, yeah, and all that stuff happening in Israel is also not good. But we're just going to keep chugging along as we do. And uh, yeah, and listen to Innocence Lost. Why not? On today's episode, you'll hear my conversation with Kevin Eisenstein from a few months ago. I was just listening back to it, and some of the topics of conversation are slightly dated, but it's a good little uh, time capsule of where we were both at in our lives in the winter. I think I remember being not in an amazing place during this conversation, 
Um, and maybe that shows a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. But it was great catching up with Kevin. He's one of my best friends in the world. And um, yeah, let's just get into it. <laughs> nice. Accompl- accomplished, though. Uh, and you graduated. Mm-hmm. Which, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Mm-hmm. How does it feel? Thank you. Uh, pretty much the same. <laughs> I was telling my therapist that, like, I'm definitely, or I was definitely ready because, well, I don't really feel all that much different, mm-hmm. but it's exciting. Definitely a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it was the Spanish class, right? I remember you were working on it and then something else. Yeah. I did Spanish this summer and then I had this like math class that I had to do this fall. And I wasn't anticipating it to be, like, as hard as it was, but it was actually really an ass-kicker, a really difficult class. Mostly because I haven't really done math at all in, like, four years. So I was just, like, it felt like I was actually... It felt like I was picking up a foreign language, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It just didn't make any sense. But, Especially having to deal with just, like, having to deal with the all-remote like lifestyle yeah. too just dealing with it during a yeah. pandemic couldn't have been easy so it's yeah, it was it's dope that one. you finished up and and your place is looking nice i like your uh i like the backdrop <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got yeah the kitchen's turned out kind of nice lots of spices it looks like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah my girlfriend always jokes that like I have the weirdest spice rack she's ever seen. <laughs> I have, like, all the non-essential shit and none of the essential shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So how long have you... And what's her name? Amelia. Amelia. How long have you been seeing her? We've been dating, like, three months now. Actually, it might be to the day, three months. Yeah, we met over Hinge, like, three months ago. Um... And she was, like, being kind of a jerk to me, and I was intrigued. And then we, like, walked around the <laughs> lake for a while and realized that we had a lot in common. But, yeah, we've been seeing each other since then. And, like, pretty early on, kind of, both of us decided that we were interested in trying to date someone, not just, like, hooking up or whatever. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think that starting a relationship during covid was like a really weird and surprisingly successful thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know it definitely wasn't like easy to start but the past few months have been really fun we've been spending a lot of time together she uh she went to u chicago um graduated at the end of last year so like as the pandemic was beginning and then, uh, yeah, now she's, like, teaching remotely at a, like, a social justice school in the West Loop, teaching art to kids. It's pretty yeah. awesome. That's cool. Meanwhile, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you'll get on it soon, for sure. You just yeah. graduated, so that's awesome. Um, what I was going to say is, um, yeah, I, I've been, like, seeing a girl a little bit more casually the last couple months because i'm moving which we'll talk about um oh yeah no you are yeah um so but what i have noticed is that i don't know when there's kind of a pandemic happening and you're kind of because even though i don't have any intentions of taking it long distance or whatever she's like the girl i'm seeing so it's kind of just like when there's not as much anxiety like to go other places and do other things and satisfy other people, it's kind of easy to just like focus on the person and hang. It makes hanging out easier. Um, and it allows you to spend a lot of time on them and with them. Um, and yeah, and I think that could be helpful at the same time. It's, it's hard. I feel like getting that initially because it's harder to meet people. Um, but if you could lock it in yeah it's interesting yeah we've we've definitely talked about like if we can stand each other when things are this boring like things might be really good when the pandemic's over yeah you know? yeah definitely Hopefully. yeah because a lot of people dealt with 
um, people who are in long-term relationships and then kind of hone it in. Um, yeah. People found issues with that based on what I've read. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's different to kind of get things started. Yeah, I wonder how things will change when shit's open. But who knows when that'll be, when? honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the As we're recording this, they ship the vaccine. Like Yeah, the first shipment. Yeah. I my roommate's brother is a doctor and he's getting mm. his vaccine tomorrow, I think. Really? Wow. Um, yeah. So people are cool. so people are already getting vaccinated. Um like as we speak right now uh and i got a i got a message from uber that said they're they're lobbying and they're writing letters to the cdc to try and get uber drivers yeah so so maybe i'll be vaccinated in the next couple weeks who knows (laughs) um that'd be chill um happy to hear things are going well with her um that's cool that you're enjoying that right now yeah pretty uh otherwise pretty normal kevin mode for me i've just been like mm-hmm. drawing a lot been reading more now that college is over yeah it's kind of fun that's what i've noticed that was a big thing there's there's so much reading you just have to do in college on just so many different levels that yeah i don't know there are definitely are people who still read for fun in college um but i i know i couldn't like at all yeah um and i don't read a ton but yeah, I've been doing like the audiobooks recently. Um and there's just a lot more time to focus and just like do it. So I dig that. Have you read anything good recently? There's actually this interesting book that a professor recommended to me actually. It's like the complete diaries of um God, I forget what their name is. It's like um it's Saul something. I believe or no ed sullivan ed sullivan was like one of the first openly trans men in america and it's like the completed diaries like all of his diaries from age like 13 when he was like a woman to like his death when he was fully transitioned as a man in like the 90s i think so right now i'm like reading that and it's weird because I've kind of stopped now that he's, like, 22. I don't know. I, I feel like... I'm not sure if I'm going to read it concurrently or if I'm just going to read the whole thing. Um, what else have I been reading? I've been reading... Um, there's this book by an artist named Mike Kelly, which is... Um, he did a lot of, like, caricature art in the 80s and 90s, and... I have, like, a collection of his essays, which I've been reading. But today I was reading this book on Buddhism, which... And, like, the history of Buddhist thought, which is really difficult, but also rewarding. I've always been a nonfiction person. I don't, like, read fiction, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of autobiographies lately. Mm. I'm thinking about starting Tweety's book, like, this week. Oh, really? Yeah. I, if you want to borrow it, you're welcome. Oh, do you have it? Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could give it to you for secrets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we'll see each other time. next week. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, just remind me. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I've been reading. I read um, Chris France, who's the drummer of the Talking Heads. I read his autobiography, and that was very, very awesome. Hearing him talk about, like, like, CBGBs like in the 70s and stuff like that um was super cool um so yeah I'm I heard Tweety's book is kind of insane yeah I liked it yeah. I remember it was well I feel like I knew so much about him going into it that none of it was all that surprising uh-huh. just because I was like, a huge fan yeah but yeah it was like I mean just interesting to see his career change over like the course of 20 years or so yeah and it was interesting to see like what he put an emphasis on and what he didn't like he didn't talk about Wilco's like first records much at all if I remember correctly probably because he's embarrassed of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah wasn't he like didn't you like uh like kind of facetiously ask him to play Casino Queen 
when like you were around him or yeah <laughs> well we met him because yeah my friend nathan was into like airplay which was the radio block which interviewed artists and somehow nathan got us into the loft where jeff tweedy works um no, and I saw a hat that said Casino Queen on it. Oh, right, right. And I, like, pointed at it, and I was like, holy shit, it's Casino Queen. <laughs> and he, he, like, laughed at me. He was like, if you wrote that song when you were in your 20s and you were me now, you would not be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, when did you first hear of Wilco? Um, I think when Liam told me, honestly. Uh-huh. I think I first heard of Wilco when Liam told me about them and asked me if I wanted to see a concert that was at the King County Cougars Stadium. I must have been 14, so that was probably like 2013, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2013, 2012. And I went to the show and like passed out (laughs) before Wilco played. (laughs) So from then on, it was like... My ultimate destiny was just to like meet Jeff Tweedy, <laughs> and then I did. And now I'm just like a sad fuck. <laughs> did you tell? Did you tell him that you passed out at one of his shows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I forget what he said. He made some funny comments though. I was wearing it my alien sweater, which no one ever recognizes as an alien sweater. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Is that an alien sweater?" And I was like, oh, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Would you say uh, so would you say Wilco's like the first band you were like obsessed with? Or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was Wilco concurrently with Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. Um because I remember I yeah, I got a call from Liam when I was like fourteen and he was like, Hey, do you wanna see this Wilco show? And I was like, sure. And I like saw my therapist the next day and was like, Who the hell is Wilco? And she gave me like six Wilco CDs and, like, 12 Bob Dylan CDs to borrow. So I just listened to, like, all of (laughs) Wilco and Bob Dylan at the same time. That's awesome. So that was pretty concurrent. Um, But, yeah, I would say it was the first band that I really got into. Mm -hmm. And then stemming from that, music became, like, a really big part of your life, I would say, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened from there. I just got really into, like finding lots of different types of music um towards the end of high school i was like edging more towards louder noisier kind of more experimental music and then i got to college and we had the radio station and the whole collection of everything and that's where i kind of like really did a deep dive into different genres and different scenes and bands and stuff yeah so college radio was a big thing for sure and then you've been making music for a while too Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of stalled recently yeah yeah. i made music um well i mean my first shows were like in front of you Uh, (laughs) um yeah i kind of like have built this modular setup over the course of the past like four or five years um a lot of it is like pretty cheap junky um equipment normally used for like as toys and stuff that i've modified to have like built-in sequencers and like make random noises at random times and stuff like that um so i have like a fair amount of music that i've made myself um, and then I also have a lot of music that I made with a friend in college as, um, Boss Man, which was the name of our band, which was definitely the coolest thing about our band was that we were called <laughs> Boss Man <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. What kind of, uh, so yeah, I had Leon, Liam, Liam on last week and we, uh, we talked a lot about his music recently and have you heard some of his stuff yeah i have i've been really really impressed actually yeah it's Um, good yeah i mean he like sounds as good or better than surf curse like he like (laughs) you know (laughs) his 
he's doing <laughs> something and he's making it sound really really good which is awesome yeah um, yeah yeah he's actually kind of inspired me recently to try to get back into it but um nice yeah yeah for me it would take like a lot more i don't know kind of like preparation i think mm-hmm yeah, um, I'll send you his episode when it's done, because we talk a lot yeah, about yeah. it. Um, and, yeah, he talks about it, like, he's, he's been spending, like, a lot of time. He's been kind of, I mean, he has a new girlfriend, too. Um, yeah. And he kind of talked about it in, like, there are three facets of his life right now. And, like, he's just going, like, <laughs> very hard at just those three things. And that's girlfriend, like, applying for jobs, and then music. So kind of like yeah. whenever he's, whenever he has free time from the other two, he's just like, he always has like a guitar in his hands or yeah. he's like working um, on more production stuff. So, and it was very, it was very nice to hear that. Um, and then hear that paired with like hearing the product, like hearing, like it, it it's showing, like the time he's putting in is paying off. Um, yeah. And it's inspiring to me too. I'm... <laughs> I'm gonna get a bass soon, and I'm gonna start playing. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because cool. I because I played cello for so many years, and it's similar. It's, the it's in this. Yeah, it's it's same tuning, like it's in the same key, um, mm. and it's like a similar. Uh, it's like a pretty. I don't know if you've seen School of Rock. It's like cello. We've got a bass. He just like turns it on. <laughs> <laughs> so if if she could do it, then like I could do it too. I think. Um, but yeah. Is that Miranda uh, Cosgrove? Miranda Cosgrove was in it. <laughs> but it wasn't her, okay. No, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's cool. that's cool. What have you been drawing recently? Um, I've been drawing a lot of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. I My main project I've been working on for almost a year now, um, which... I always say, like, almost every other day that I'm almost finished with, and I don't think I'll ever be actually finished with it. <laughs> um, it started as, like... Well, what did it start as? Um, <laughs> it started, like, with... Well, I was working, like, at the Field Museum last summer, so, like, the summer of 2019. And, um... The research that I was doing was using a scanning electron microscope um, to find like pre-solar grains, which I won't talk about now, but basically I just thought the microscope was really cool um, and decided to draw like an image that I gathered from the microscope from like just like taking a picture. Um, and basically I drew around the outline of a character who this is like hard to explain but he he's like technically in the Star Wars canon but never shows up in a movie his name is Aldar Beto um <laughs> and like nice. the only thing that there is about him in like the lore of the universe is that he finished third in the pod race like behind Anakin which I think is just like the funniest fucking thing in the world so I've been, like, <laughs> devoting... I've devoted, like, a year to drawing this, like, really, really, really stupid character from one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, over time, it's kind of drifted away from the character itself and more just been kind of, like, a study in how, like, small and detailed I can actually make things, which um, is pretty small and detailed. So I've been working on that. And that is, um, like a 30, it's about like 30 by 22 inches wide and tall respectively. And I draw that with magnifying glasses. So that takes a lot of time and a lot of like kind of meditation just cause I have to be really, really, really steady when I'm drawing so that I don't like, like draw over stuff that I don't want to. But other than that, I've been trying to kind of focus some of my energy towards different projects. Um, for example, I've been like drawing with like a dip pen, like a fountain pen sometimes. So I've been working on a few like medium sized, 
projects and then like a handful of small things that you know will take like the about a few days whereas the medium-sized stuff will take probably like a month or so and the big stuff will take like half a year or a year or so yeah that's it's a can't wait to see it yeah i feel like i don't, I don't think i've seen that one have you do you show that one or are you kind of waiting you know it's and i was talking with amelia about this it's kind of hard because a lot of my stuff is really really detailed so it doesn't actually photograph that well right so i've been kind of hesitant to photograph that one especially because i think all of the content of it is in the detail i feel that so i'm waiting until i like have it finished and have a good camera mm-hmm. in front of me so like put it anywhere yeah awesome but i post updates sometimes online yeah. on instagram yeah um how does drawing make you feel does it how does it make you feel does it make mm. you happy <laughs> sometimes <laughs> if i'm doing well <laughs> that's a good question um how does it make me feel well I, I like it because i don't really think it makes me feel anything i think it allows me to like channel my feelings into a tangible physical form that i can look at like like it, it feels like a form of journaling you know like if i'm feeling mm-hmm. a certain way i'll be drawing a certain way and then i'll look at that later and be like oh okay like that's how i was feeling when i was drawing so it acts as kind of like a nice sort of documentation of how i have been feeling um mm-hmm. well it's strange because i don't have much of a proper art background at all mm-hmm. so i don't like hold any like or much convention when I'm drawing so a lot of it is pretty free form and pretty like up to my imagination um as to what I'm doing so it's abstract more than representational usually which maybe for someone else it would be hard to tell how I'm feeling but usually I can look at a drawing and be like oh I was angry or happy or sad or whatever when I was drawing Who was one of your first, like, big friends or, like, best friends? One of my best friends growing up was a kid named Rafe Rhodes. I think you knew him vaguely, right? I don't know. Yeah, he was friends with, like, Bernie Pellissier. Um, I know that. Oh, yeah. I knew him. Yeah, yeah. And I was friends with Rafe because we actually grew up before I moved, like, right next to each other. So we were next-door neighbors. So he was, like, my first really good friend. Then we moved to my new house. Um, and in my neighborhood, I lived not far from, only a couple houses from Patrick Checky. And we hung out a lot as kids. Then, like, in middle school, I hung out with Liam Whitaker quite a bit. And then after that, mostly Liam, Strohshine, and then you guys. How'd you meet Liam? Um, English class. I think it was, like, fourth and second hours, our eighth grade year. We were in the same class, and... I don't remember how or why we became friends, but we did rather quickly, I think. Yeah. Just similar interests? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cool. Who knows? And then uh, homies ever since. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, and then in high school, you kind of met. How did we meet, exactly? Like, over Xbox, maybe? Yeah, I feel like I met everyone over Xbox before I actually met them. Yeah. But I think we kind of bonded in Genevieve's um, and Zachis's English class, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. So I think that was like sophomore year. Yeah. Which must have been like almost seven years ago now. Yeah. It's crazy to think it's about. It's a while. Um, I remember really fucking with the fact that you like loved boyhood. I remember we kind of really? <laughs> we kind of bonded over boyhood. That. that was one of my my early memories of like 
of me being like, oh, shit, this, this guy likes film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thinking about, I'm trying to think of, like, our relationship, like, moving forward, close in high school. Visited you um, a few times in Northwestern. Um, yeah, that was Various fun. times uh, to see Boss Man a couple times, <laughs> I think. Um, and to crash. I remember one time crashing on your floor. As a freshman, I'm my yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I must have been so I drunk. Like, I, I don't. I like slept well. on your yeah. floor, and then at like one a.m., I just like gave up, and then I just like slept on the uh, like. Oh yeah, you slept in the lobby. Just like on the couch. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, and some good times doing radio um, with you yeah. in college, and tuning in whenever I could um to hear how you're doing um was always was always lovely um so thinking of like formative people liam was definitely a big one kind of yeah furthered your exploration into music um for one um and other things i imagine so kyle you, you played tennis in high school too yeah, I did, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, trying to figure it out. No. <laughs> I really loved tennis when I was playing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played, and I remember it was a lot more fun my sophomore year because Liam and I, Liam joined the team my sophomore year, and that was really fun. But, yeah, I played a lot of tennis growing up. I played in, like, club tennis when I was from the age of, like, probably... 11 or 12 so I had like a pretty good kind of like game going into freshman year I played on JV for a while and then eventually played on varsity as a senior I was never great but I always had pretty good form I think I just was inconsistent that's my main problem like, my whole game, I think, was that I was consistent, and that I just often wasn't consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so then you end up going to Northwestern. Why, mm-hmm. exactly? I think probably because on paper it was the best school that I got into. Um mm-hmm. Looking back, I think I probably could have been much happier going to an easier school and doing better and, you know, not having such a high-stress environment to worry about. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's done now. And, yeah, I think I went there just because of my interest in science, and I thought that it would be a good place to study biology and eventually earth science. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And so it's a tough school to get into. And you got in. Um, yeah. So you're pretty smart. I think. At yeah. least. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> when I'm not being dumb. Yeah. Um, did you, like, kind of know you were smart, like, from a pretty young age? I remember, like, something about you was, like, I was always like, whoa, Kevin's in, like, hell AP classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. he's gonna die i think yeah i mean i it's funny because i think i've always been a really creative person mm-hmm. um but i think that a lot of that wasn't really applied in my early education which is kind of a bummer right but you know whatever i remember like yeah like as a kid i was like doing math and i think i had like a higher reading comprehension than average so I think I was like aware of it um by no means was that like a savant or like I was just like you know averagely smart um and yeah I like struggled a lot throughout elementary school and middle school with anxiety and stuff in high school I definitely like found a lot of purpose in studying really hard and being a good student um I think I really got worn out, though, by the time, like, of my junior year at Northwestern. I got pretty, like, sick of school in general. Um, so, I don't know. I think I'm a 
really smart with some things and I'm really dumb with other things. It just kind of depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. It's all relative. <laughs> yeah. Um, when did you start going to therapy? When did I start going to therapy? That's a good question. Um, I started going to therapy when I was probably 11 years old. I was young. Um, I had really bad anxiety issues from a really young age. Um, and that really shapes a lot of my earlier childhood. Um, from like ages like eight to probably like 13 or so. Um, a lot of that, like, I don't think I really fully processed throughout high school. And I think I processed a lot of that in college which kind of, I think, explains why things were tougher for me in college than they were in high school, generally. Yeah. And you see a therapist today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've been going to therapy for a while now. Like half, like... Yeah, the better part of half of my yeah. life. How has that, like, how has that evolved over time, would you say? Um, I mean, I've definitely seen different types of therapists in different times of my life. Um, and as a result, I think I've like gotten different things out of therapy in different points in my life. Like, um, my first therapist was mostly a child therapist. Um, and you know, we didn't really like talk about really heavy psychoanalytic things. We talked mostly about like school and just focusing on getting through middle school and high school so that I could, you know, figure things out later on. The therapist that I'm seeing currently um, actually, like, specializes with people with, like, childhood trauma, which I, like, had to some degree. Um, So a lot of that work has been kind of, like, regaining um, my confidence after having, like, a rough childhood. So... Mm -hmm. It's definitely, like, shaped my perspective. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, I've been seeing the same one for... um, It took me a lot longer to go to therapy. Um, I feel like I needed it for a while. um, And finally ended up doing it. Like, a year... Basically, like, a year ago from, like, around today. Like, it was last... Last Christmas break. I went to therapy for the first time. Um, and I've been seeing the same guy ever since. And I go in waves of, like, wanting to get a new one and wanting to, like, just hang on to him. Like, it's very hit or miss sometimes. Um, I struggle with, like, leaving him because I feel like, I don't know, I'm very attached to... I mean, he just knows so much. I feel like I'd be, like, starting over. Um like and I think that's kind of what you're getting at like you use therapists for like different like new um challenges and things so maybe getting a new one would help me I don't know because I feel like we're rehashing a lot of the same stuff um is something I'm noticing so maybe so yeah maybe a new one and he's also old he's an old like pastor pastor yeah um, not like old old, but like mid forties, um, and a pastor, which he's never like brought up God shit, but I feel like he's like been subconsciously dropping God shit into like <laughs> <laughs> everything. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> um, yeah. so I don't know. I feel like some like young blood might be nice to talk to like a 20 something. Have you had anyone that young? No, I haven't. Like. Therapist I see currently is probably the youngest therapist that I've had, and he's probably around thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's pretty young, and definitely like um, specializes with people who are pretty young, like our age. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen um, anyone younger than thirty-five or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll see. It's been good for me, I'd say. Net positive um, throughout the year, looking back. And I've been going, I've been waning off a little bit. Like, I kind of, I used to go weekly for, like, a while. Um, But recently, it's kind of just been on a need-to basis. So, 
it'll be like maybe three weeks will go by and I don't need anything. But then I need something like twice in one week. Um, and like I do that to, the, to like hash it out, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, another couple weeks might go by and maybe I'll drop by. Um, we have a good relationship in that sense. So I kind of like that. So, okay, so trying to think. So you end up in college. Um, <laughs> and how was freshman year of college? Oh, my freshman year was awful. <laughs> it was... Um, Mine too. Yeah, my freshman year was terrible. I, like, learned a lot of stuff that I didn't want to learn about myself. Um, long story short, I, like, yeah... I got mono when I was a freshman. I remember I that. to the hospital because I was really depressed when I was a freshman. But I did, like, meet a lot of the people that I was friends with throughout college as a freshman, which I think was a positive. Um... But yeah, freshman year definitely wasn't fun. Sophomore year was better. Junior year was better. And then senior year was better until the pandemic hit. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. I feel like that's a good college experience. I feel like that's like how it... I don't know. I don't know if necessarily yeah. you would call your experience good. I don't know if I would either. I'm kind of neutral on it. It was, it was yeah. an experience. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't like it sometimes, but overall, pretty solid. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, you had kind of like the four-year arc. Um, all got a little better. Uh, you started radio freshman year, or? Yeah, I started radio right out of the gates, actually. Mm -hmm. I remember my friend Edgar, who was one of my first friends in college, um, told me that I should do radio, and I just, like, went to a meeting and was like, oh, this is for me, so I did that all all of college, and that was really a big focus for me throughout mm -hmm. college. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. I like the record collection. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good collection, and lots of, like, dedicated people, which was really cool to have a community of individuals who were interested in, like, Making experimental radio, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. Definitely. Yeah, that was cool. I remember I remember one time you brought Dudley into the studio. Yeah, I still have those pictures. <laughs> that, was <fun> <laughs> yeah. that was a highlight, was for sure. I, I kind of can't believe that I did that. That was really stupid. <laughs> I probably could have gotten in trouble. But probably, but oh, no one cared there. <laughs> giant, nice dog, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Dudley died. That sucks. Yeah. How long ago was that? August 28th, mm -hmm. 2009 to July 4th, 2020. It's a good life. Yeah. Yeah. For Newfoundland. You lived a while. Yeah. Great dog. Yeah. The dog I, like, talk about most, by far. Like, it's Dudley. yeah, to, like, to just people <laughs> in general. I'm just like, so many times I've been like, yeah, my buddy Kevin, like, had a Newfoundland. Just, like, fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, the best dog ever. It was massive. It was like a fucking bear. Like, just, like, yeah. waddled around. It was so slobbery. <laughs> he was a cool dog. Yeah, he was fun. Uh, I loved watching him swim. I did that one time. Yeah, great swimmers, those dogs. Yeah. yeah. For, like, their, their sheer size, like, their swimming ability is, like... Really, really good. Very they have impressive. wet paws. They can, yeah, they can really swim. Would you get a Newfoundland in the future? I thought about that, and yeah, I think I would. I really do think that they are, like, the coolest dogs in the world. Um, obviously, I couldn't have one now because I wouldn't have enough space um, right. in my apartment. But I think, like, yeah, if I, like, had a family, I would definitely get a Newfoundland. I mean, they're great with kids. Once you get a little land, too. Yeah, a little bit of land. That's what I need. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I want it. Once I'm in a position where I can buy large amounts of land, <laughs> I'll buy a new one. <laughs> That's the dream, right? Or you guys just the more land, yeah. the better. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, I had a golden retriever when I was growing up. Um, oh really? I didn't know that. Who I loved. Her name was Zoe. 
and she was like a red golden retriever so like a, like a dark darker kind of thing um and that's yeah and i and i really want that dog like when i grow up too like i feel like those those dogs in the formative years you like get a strong attachment to if they're if they're if they're yeah. homies and dudley was dudley was a homie for sure I'm trying to think we were kind of talking about radio in sophomore year mm. um and then you had some jobs uh you had the field museum job which was cool yeah it was a fun one. yeah liam and i visited one time i remember and then we went to yeah. and tommy and then we went to didn't we go to we went to was tommy there i don't remember but i remember we went to uh liam's tailgate with his like oh family yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we like yeah had some beers and like some brats and then just like hustled to the <laughs> train um yeah. yeah where does your girlfriend live she lives in uptown she lives um so i'm like a block west of the lake um on Clarendon. I'm trying to think of like what street is closest to me. I'm not too far from like Irving Park Road. She lives over in Uptown, mm-hmm. close to like where all the Vietnamese restaurants are. Oh, right. I was people. driving down that road. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And you met yeah, on so Hinge. She lives right, right off of Broadway. Yeah, Hinge. Cool. So that's not that far pretty easy to yeah it's actually like a perfect distance i think because it's like a half hour walk Mm -hmm. so it's not too close but not too far either yeah how's it living without a car it doesn't really feel any different than living with a car because like i have a jewel that's like you know only a couple blocks from my apartment so i can get everything i need without a car um the only kind of caveat is that I have, like, if I want to go home, my parents have to pick me up. But, excuse me, that's not too big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, your favorite concert you've ever been to? Um, that's a good question. Um, probably my favorite ever. I saw Lightning Bolt in 2016 when I was a kid. I was, I must have been, I guess 2020 now, I was 17 or 18 back then. That was a crazy show. I was like a half of a step away from Brian Chippendale's entire drum set you know backed by a crowd of like 50 people mm-hmm. just felt like I was gonna fall into it at all times that was fun that was with Hunter right yeah that was with Hunter yeah <laughs> um, I really wish I like stepped kept in touch with Hunter yeah I wonder what he's up to I know he was working at Target for a bit but I don't know what he's up to now yeah I'm trying to think of other concerts. Probably LCD Sound System when we saw them at Lollapalooza. That was really good. Yeah, that's the one I say generally. Yeah, I think that was probably one of the cooler, the coolest experiences I've had. And I love that we, um, Liam and I kind of talked about it too. And I love that we had, um, or we saw Fiddler like earlier in that day. <laughs> like we saw both those in the same day. <laughs> um, the Fiddler show was the first time I ever like. It was the first time, Liam kind of talked about this, it was like the first time, um, like I witnessed the power of music, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, holy shit. People are fucking crazy. And how they opened with Sabotage, too. Yeah, that was funny, we were talking about the Beastie Boys right before. <laughs> As uh, we do. As we do. Yeah. Any others coming to mind? Um, let me think. Lightning Bolt, LCD Sound System. Um, I played a few shows that were really, really fun. That, like, 
Yeah, that one boss man show where we were at my friend Anna's place that was like really scary and really fun at the same time. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that I've been to. I've seen Wilco a couple times and those are always really exciting for me just because I know all the songs and want them to play all of them and they never do. <laughs> <laughs> I loved yeah. the Chicago Theater show. That was so Yeah, fun. that was fun. It sounded great in there. Yeah. Yeah, watching uh, watching an impossible Germany up close for the first time was <laughs> was pretty electric in hindsight. I don't think I ra- I don't think I recognized it at the time, but I, every day after I was like, "Huh, that shit was insane." <laughs> yeah, he's a great guitarist. Yeah, Niles Klein, right? Yeah, Nels. Yeah. Yeah. He did a um a great cover Tweety he did a great cover of um God by John yeah Lennon. by John Lennon did yeah, you see yeah, that yeah I heard that he did that recently I haven't seen it but Liam told me about it and uh instead of saying don't believe in Beatles he says don't believe in Wilco really <laughs> it's great oh I saw that um Hold On was your top song of the year and I texted you yeah. about it I think yeah yeah, that song's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know about that song until this year, actually. Yeah. And I had been listening to it a lot this summer, and I was kind of, like, not doing great because of the pandemic. Um, yeah, I was actually really happy with all my Spotify stuff this year. It was, like, a a funny... Uh, like, I actually think they kind of hit the nail on the head in yeah. terms of what I listened to. Dude, I was going to say earlier that, I like, I loved... It. I like listen to it. You have good taste, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been like passing it around a little bit because I just like love, I love all the music that's on there. It's a good blend of like new stuff and like a lot of older stuff. I really really like um, a good like spread of like your favorite bands um, and mine too. It's great. And yeah, and we had a similar experience with Hold On. Honestly, I listened to. Uh, or I watched the George Har- the George Harrison documentary, um, and then because of that, I got into um, Lennon solo stuff and Harrison solo stuff this summer, um, and yeah, I love seeing like the Harrison stuff in your playlist too. Um, like, yeah, that first Harrison album is just yeah so amazing. And then, but I think my favorite of all of them is Plastic Ono Band. Um, and yeah, and, and something about Hold On just, like, really, really stuck with me. I think because he says literally Hold On John, like, I oh, just, yeah. I, just <laughs> I very much so have just, like, kind of made that, like, my anthem, um, and it's helped me kind of get through, like, the pandemic. Mm. Um, so very similar there, which I, I just loved. Um, and I like seeing a word by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, too. <laughs> listen to that all after some reason. Uh. I'm pretty sure I could, it might be a different song, but I think it's that song. Um, I read the Beastie Boys book too, like uh-huh. during the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure Ad Rock, like, like what they do is they they talk about basically every song they've ever made because they talk about really? each album and they talk about each song one by one. And I'm pretty sure Ad Rocks is O-Words his least favorite PC Boys song. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's really funny. Oh, man. Maybe I should get the book. That's, that's like Dude, really it's a good... Like it's good. And if, and if you ever, like, have been or thought about getting the audiobooks, um, the audiobook is awesome because it's Mike D and Ad Rock narrating it. So you're getting, like, them kind of telling the stories. Um... And I've, I thought that enhanced the experience. Oh, and also it's not just them. They have, like, a bunch of, like, guest readers who are, like, just, like, very, very cool people. Um, and, yeah, totally recommend it. Um, what it. Yeah, my big takeaway from it was definitely that, like, just they fucking all, like, License to Ill is just, like, a fucking, like, joke that, like, no one really got <laughs> and and they kind of became just like party bro frat anthems 
when they were kind of making fun of party bro frat anthems. So um, it kind of almost killed them. But since they made enough money off of it, they just like broke away from all the um, like the record deals and shit like that um, and made fucking Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, genius. I'd go as far yeah, to Paul's say. Yeah, Paul's Boutique is great. <laughs> I think I actually, it's either Ill Communication or Paul's Boutique that I like the most. I'm not yeah. sure which. Those yeah. are my top two as well. Yeah. Have you watched any movies recently? Well, I've been rewatching Twin Peaks with Amelia, which oh, has been fun. Nice. Yeah. Movies I've seen recently, I saw. Um, oh, well, I watched Blade Runner the other day, and that was weird. Because I watched the. So I didn't really know how bad the like theatrical version was. So I think I had only seen the director's cut like twice and then I watched it with Amelia and watched the theatrical version and it's a much worse movie <laughs> it's it really is much worse the theatrical version than the director's cut um yeah and it's kind of tricky because every time I watch it I always want it to be different or better in some way and I think it's like just like a pretty good movie but isn't excellent in my mind but, um, what else have I seen? There's a director that I really like a lot. Um, I've seen two of his movies. His name is Sai Ming Liang. He's a Taiwanese director. It's like T-S-I. I think it's M-I-N-G. And then L-I-A-N-G. Um, he's a Taiwanese director. And he made this um, film called What Time Is It There? which is like a love story between, um, it's kind of like a love story kind of about the death of a parent figure and like a young man's life. And really it's just like this two and a half hour long heartbreaking tale about like loneliness and isolation and stuff. <laughs> but nice. Really, really good. Light. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's pretty heartbreaking, but it's also very, very slow, so it's not, like, super melodramatic, I wouldn't say. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking miss yeah. movie theaters, man. You you and yeah, me exactly. are kind of, I don't know, I feel like we're a rare breed of people who go to the movies by themselves, like, often. Yeah, I like, love going to the movies by myself. I do it, I, I do it once every two weeks, generally. It's like usually yeah. what my um, average is. So just that being taken away is significant to me, and I'm worried about the future of movie theaters for sure. We'll see. Yeah, I think uh, I think like art house theaters will survive, um, like shit like the Music Box and like shit like the Logan Square Theater, stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know, they're just like bars basically. Like, yeah. people will go as long as there's, like, beer. <laughs> and, like, yeah. if they're cool and they show cool shit. Like, I think, like, the the typical, like, AMC, that kind of shit, that might kind of be on its way. Um, yeah. Which I do like. Like, I like those. I like going to them, seeing new movies and shit. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they stick around. I like going to the movies. It's been a while. <laughs> Has been a while. Uh, when things were opening up again, I saw Vertigo. Um, 70 millimeter at the music box. What's Vertigo? Uh, Hitchcock. It's like his most uh, famous movie. Yeah. Or Psycho is his most famous, but Vertigo is the one they kind of say is his best. Um, mm. It was nice getting Have you there. seen it before? No, nah, i never seen it. So, yeah. It was nice to do that, for sure. Um, so, yeah. You're doing well, you would say? Yeah, I'd say so overall. You know, can't complain too much. Uh -huh. I, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Most of my friends are healthy. Yeah. Right now, it just kind of feels like waiting out the uh, the pandemic. For the most part, um, 
and and for me, you know, like it's been, you know, somewhat of an opportunity to like kind of focus on art and stuff that I probably wouldn't have been able to focus on had the pandemic not happened. Not saying I wish it did, you know, not saying that it's a good thing that it did, but, you know, it's just been a really big and strange change of pace, but I think, I was talking with Amelia about this, I think having dealt with depression and, like, isolation of my own every day before, I think it just kind of made the pandemic slightly more adjustable for myself. I don't know if you had a similar experience or not, but... Yeah, I mean, nowadays you can't complain too much if you're healthy, you know? Absolutely. And you just graduated, man. It's a yeah. big it's a big weight off, for sure. Um, yeah. It's very nice not being tied down to something and yeah. not being like, like, I don't know. You can do whatever. You can literally just go do whatever you want right now. Um, yeah. And it's a scary but comforting feeling to me like yeah it's cool and i wish you i wish you the best post-graduation <laughs> no it was really good catching up with you it's been too long yeah, you too. Start to figure it out. thanks again to kevin for coming on and sharing a lovely conversation with me um kevin is one of my best friends in the world and he's been a, an integral figure in my life for the better part of the last decade and um, i miss him a lot if you're listening i love you and i really hope to see you soon um and i want to thank you all for listening as well the next episode will be out in two weeks and it'll be episode one of the garden um, Nick Stellan and I's new podcast about our garden and garden-related things. Um, so look out for that and have a good rest of your day. And if it's crowded-